Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Jim sent me one of those stories that uh, I read the headline and I cringed. And I thought, um, okay, I uh, got to do this story. And these stories are so unusual, except they do happen occasionally. But when they happen, you understand why they're unusual, but also why they've made the news. And this is from the Daily Mail out of Australia. So the story happened in Australia. Grieving mother has her daughter's corpse exhumed and finds gold jewelry and diamond ring missing after the funeral director refused an open casket service. So we're going to be talking about funerals today. And um, you have to understand that in different countries, they got very, very different rules and, 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 and customs on funerals. And so in Western culture, it's not uncommon that you have an open casket funeral. So people can walk into the service and, and see the person who, for whom the funeral is being conducted. And then, of course, they close it out to the cemetery, bury them, or whatever they're going to do. But there was one last chance to, to, to see somebody who has departed. And uh, there's other countries where they do not do that. And there's also other religions where they do not do that. So it's going to vary on where you are and what religion you are, and so on. But there's a variety of things that can be done. But again, we're talking about the open casket funerals. And um, Jesse Highland wrote this. A grieving mother who laid her daughter to rest five months ago has exhumed her body because she suspected the funeral staff had stolen expensive jewelry that she was supposed to be buried with. Now, the mother handed over $10,000 to a funeral service in Melbourne so her adult child, who was 56 at the time she passed, could have a traditional Greek open casket service uh, with embalming back in August. But after being given special permission by authorities to open the coffin, she found the gold chain and locket she was supposed to be buried with, along with two bracelets and a diamond ring, all missing. So there was a funeral and a burial, and she got permission to exhume and and open the casket, and inside, all the jewelry was missing. And this is the kind of thing that, that people sometimes think about in their dark moments, but you'll recall, possibly, if you saw the movie Garden State with Zach Braff, which I actually just watched last week, uh, it's a cute movie, there's actually a plot point in there where guys who work in a cemetery setting are stealing stuff. So mortuary staff were also distressed to find that um, the woman's body was not dressed properly, had not been embalmed, and was stuffed in a blue body bag with the caskets lining ripped out and one of her arms behind her head. And in case you didn't know, uh, it is customary that the hands of the deceased are respectfully poised on their chest or their abdomen. But you've often seen that before where their hands are like that. So that's generally how you are laid to rest. Uh, There were also mortuary instruments lying next to her inside the casket. What they're doing there, we don't know. So a Melbourne funeral director was this week confronted by TV cameras over the allegations. uh, And then he was arrested. Now, he's been released. But at one point, he was arrested. He's denied any involvement. And the Daily Mail of Australia is insistent that they are not saying that he did anything wrong. 
They're merely reporting the story. And the mother discover, discovered this. His funeral home handled the funeral. And when confronted, he said, don't know about that. On the day of the funeral, the mother says that the casket was kept shut despite her request for the open casket service. Now, the funeral director says he was ordered by the coroner to keep it closed. So he says, I was legally required to keep it closed, having been told so by the coroner. So the mother told a current affair on Monday, I was screaming and crying. I wanted to see my daughter and all my relatives wanted to say goodbye. The family called the coroner's office the day after the funeral to ask why the casket was closed. Coroner claimed that he'd made no such order. I don't know. I didn't do that. So now they're wondering what's going on. So the mother then made the difficult decision to exhume her daughter's remains from the above-ground mausoleum at a cemetery where she'd been placed. The deceased is quite decomposed and hasn't been prepared in any capacity, said an expert from the Melbourne mortuary during the exhumation. But now the man who ran the funeral home is denying all the allegations. And he said, I want you to ring up the coroner's office and find out, because they're the ones that took her into their care. So he's claiming the coroner's office was somehow involved in this. And if there's anything missing, they took it, apparently. (laughs) So police raided the funeral home and the home of the guy who was operating the funeral home. they, 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 They raided his funeral home and his personal home. Now, here is the sentence that really is what I'd call the money sentence here. Because up till now, you're saying, Steve, in fact, that's not even a statement. You're just, you're, you're, right now, people are looking at their computers and devices with their hands up in the air going, okay, give me that sentence. Detectives allege they found and seized the missing clothing and jewelry during the raid on the parlor. Detectives allege they found and seized the missing clothing and jewelry during the raid on the parlor. So the mother says that she had provided clothing and jewelry to be placed on her daughter at the funeral that she wanted buried with her daughter. Or, or you know. She then says when they exhumed and removed the casket and took a look, clothing wasn't there, the jewelry wasn't there. Detectives allege they found and seized the missing clothing and jewelry during the raid on the parlor. Now, I would challenge you. And this, again, once in a while, somebody will comment on a video of mine and say, Steve, I figured something out. There's a possibility here. And they'll give me some extremely weird possibility I hadn't thought of and go, if that was the case, as unlikely as it is, it's a possibility. Explain to me any possible explanation as to why the jewelry was not on the woman's body but was in the funeral director's possession, whether at his home or the parlor, we don't know. But there, I don't think could possibly be. And you could say, well, there, uh, uh, he forgot to put it on there. Well, if he forgot to put it on there, does he know he still has this valuable jewelry? Because shouldn't he then return it to the family? Or make arrangements to have it put with the deceased? What, what, what's the innocent explanation here? If Is there one? I don't know. So the man was arrested but later released without charge. Police said their investigations are ongoing. 
And uh, the Daily Mail of Australia has contacted the man and also the funeral services uh, for comment. A new funeral service will be held for the deceased here. So they're going to hold a funeral do it right. Um, but back it up, and you'll notice they said that he was arrested but later released. And I will venture a guess on what that is. And by the way, Jim sent me this story. Thank you very much. And Jim had put in his email to me, he said, Steve, he goes, I'm curious. What would the charges be here? And if, 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 capital I, capital F, if, (laughs) all caps, if you removed the jewelry from a dead person, are you stealing it from somebody? They're dead. Can, Can the victim be dead? And of course, there is a little bit of an oddity there. Because if the victim is, in fact, dead, you are not stealing it from a person in the sense that most statutes are written. However, this would probably be viewed as one of those other types of crimes I've talked about where it's not pure theft. It could be conversion or theft by this or theft by that. And so think about the transaction. The jewelry didn't come from the dead person. The jewelry came from the mother. Mother has jewelry, gives it to the funeral director and says, put this on her. So it'll be there for the ceremony, and then when she's buried, she'll be wearing it. So the funeral director got it from somebody who gave it to him willingly, if this is what happened, capital I, capital F, and then didn't put it there, and apparently still had it in his possession. So an argument can be made that that is not traditional theft in that sense, but it's certainly wrong. Now, you might say, Steve, is there a chance this guy's going to skate on this, as we say, get away? Uh, and I would say, uh, no. <laughs> if this is, in fact, what happened, I'll tell you right now what his bigger worry is. Uh, I believe they've got a legal system in Australia that allows lawsuits. And I can tell you that in Western culture, uh, in America, for instance, England, and I'm guessing Australia, uh, New Zealand maybe, uh, that torts, where somebody does something wrong to somebody else, uh, you can be sued for them. So if you are negligent and you harm somebody else and they're injured, they can sue you for those injuries under a negligence theory. And I can tell you, and I've actually spoken to people in the field. I've actually spoken to funeral directors. I actually interviewed a guy years ago on a radio show I did, uh, a funeral guy, uh, about his industry. And he'd written a book. And um, some of the stuff that goes on is crazy. But I can tell you right now that if funeral directors make mistakes, they can get in a lot of trouble. Because the negligence of a funeral director can cause so much harm. So think about the examples that we've heard before where there's two closed casket ceremonies taking place in the same building on the same day, roughly the same time. And so they go, the Adams funeral is down here and the uh, uh, Smith funeral is down here. And somebody screwed up and got the caskets mixed up. Turns out Smith's down here, Adams is down here. Closed caskets. All groups go in and conduct their business. And just they're getting ready to leave, one of the people in one of the parties says, I really want to take one last look. Please let me take a look. Funeral director opens it up. It's the wrong person. Now, generally speaking, a simple mix-up of me sending you to the wrong room wouldn't be a big lawsuit. Okay? So let's suppose you walk into a movie theater. You want to see Avatar. And I go, oh, it's down there, Theater 3. You walk in, it's Titanic. 
<laughs> you come back out and go, dude, that's Titanic. I'm sorry, Avatar's down there. <laughs> it's not the big of a deal. But the idea that you sat in a room and grieved and held a ceremony and prayed or whatever it is that you do at your funerals, you did all of that with all your loved ones in front of the wrong casket. That's a big deal. And that's a minor deal, by the way, compared to the other stuff we've heard about. We've heard about people, for instance, carrying a coffin outside and the bottom falls out because they bought a cheap casket. We've also heard other crazy stories. They, they take somebody, bury them in the wrong plot. There's the Adams plot and the Smith plot. And they actually buried Adams in the Smith plot or vice versa. And keep in mind that in a negligence case, you're on the hook for the damages that naturally flowed from what you did wrong. What are the damages? Well, these damages are almost entirely emotional, but they're very emotional and they're usually quite severe. And so you can imagine that somebody who is already grieving the loss of their daughter and then they find out that she was buried in a very disrespectful manner. So remember, they were talking about her arm up behind her head, not wearing the proper clothing. There were tools still left in the coffin. And then the jewelry she's supposed to be buried with wasn't there. And it was found, strangely, in the possession of the funeral director. Imagine that. Potentially, the damages, if true, are quite large. Quite large. So I assume that right now there's some people looking at the legal aspects of this saying, well, the police might charge somebody here with the crime of stealing these things that were supposed to go in the casket. Probably not that big of a crime in the grand scheme of things because the crime doesn't take into effect all emotional impact. The emotional impact factors into the civil side of it. So I'm going to wait to see if a lawsuit gets filed and what happens there. Because I suspect that's really where the uh, the pain is going to be in this case. If I was a funeral director, besides the bad PR of this case coming out, my bigger fear would not be the criminal aspect. It would be the civil aspect. That's what's going to cost me. However, there might be an issue with a criminal charge hurting his license to practice as a funeral director. So that might be a problem also. Another story altogether. I will follow this, but I thank Jim for sending it from the Daily Mail out of Australia. Grieving mother has her daughter's body exhumed in Australia and finds gold jewelry and diamond ring missing after the funeral director refused an open casket service, which he blamed in the coroner. And the coroner said, hey, I didn't order that. So there you go. Questions or comments? Put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. You simply have to put one foot in front of the other and keep going. Put blinders on and plow right ahead.